Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today I'm having such a funny day. I'm having like a glasses on, glasses off day. Not sure how I'm feeling about my glasses today. You know, it's one of those days. <laughs> so, so aside from my funny day, I'm having a funny week. And my funny week is like one of these like super, oh, wow, I just got a message to say my next week is my 100th TV show. I've done like over 300 uh, radio and podcast, but 100 of TV, that's exciting. That's fun. So, oh, sorry, I got that wrong. I'm funny and I'm cute. That's my friend, Christine, who owns the radio station. She is on her 100th. And so go over and watch her show too. Christine has a show called Inspired Choices and she talks about amazing topics, especially business related. So head on over there. So I uh, am having a weird week. And this morning I was like, oh, I gotta do my show. And so what did I do? I was like, I'm looking for inspiration. I, I usually like look for inspiration in, in my friends. I look for inspiration in their lives and requests. I get a lot of inspiration. Today, there was like silence. It was silence from all the external stuff. And I was like, what? So then I was like trying to get information and I'm asking, I said, so I went off to ask my husband and he's like working away. He's laying some bricks. So sexy. He's laying bricks and he's amazing at it. He's amazing at his work and he's just brilliant at his, and this is actually my 69th show, which is, isn't that awesome? 69th TV show over 300 podcasts, radio show. So, so I asked my husband, what do you, you know, I'm like, I have a show coming up today. Haven't thought of the topic. What am I going to talk about? Yada, yada, yada. And he looks at me. He's like, you know, you, how many shows have you done? Like, I'm like, well, over 300. He's like, do you think you talked about everything sex yet? And I'm like, no, like, I know I haven't. <laughs> He's like, really? After 300? So I get into this hilarious conversation with him and I'm like, Honey, what's the thing that disgusts you the most about, like, like, what is one thing you would never search for on porn? And he looks at me, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, like, what about being pooped on? Would you ever, like, look up being pooped on on porn? He's like, no. I'm like, all right, so that's one. You went, like, there, you don't have a poop fetish. I'm like, do you have any things that you're really, like, meh, and He's like, well, you know what I don't like, but I'm like, yes, but beyond that, you're like, you're very simple with your, your not likes, your do's, don'ts, maybes list is very vanilla. So I'm just wondering, is there anything outside of that? So I'm asking my husband, who is not interested really in like diving in and doing research about sex to like, give me this fabulous information. 
And then he stops for a moment, stares at me and he goes, you should consider doing a show about sex and the future. I'm like, okay, like what kind of sex in the future are you thinking about? He's like, you know, like wars, like sex and war. Like, You are the, I love you. <laughs> you are awesome. And then I, I laughed, I laughed. I walked away. I was laughing. I walk into the house and and I was telling Ziva, my, my kid, I was like, oh, I'm looking for a topic. And Ziva goes, you can do one about like communicating with your kids and your teens about sex. I'm like, we don't really know how to talk about doing that. I've done a show about that, but honestly, like we just talk about stuff. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know like how to give people instruction on how to do that when they're stuck. I suppose I do, I don't know. The topics weren't really like jiving for me. And then, and then I went, oh, I'm so cute. I'm looking for what, I did something really cute called, I'm looking for what other people might be interested in instead of talking about what's true for me. I have done over 300 shows and some topics are not topics that like excite me, but I know they're topics that are important. And I know they're topics that are uh, interesting to other people and there have been requested topics and all of that and cool and I can dive into any topic so then I went hmm what's true for me the funniest thing was I get this message that pops up on my Facebook that is like hey what do you think of this woman do you think she's sexy and I'm like meh I'm like, I think society finds her sexy but I don't know what she's thinking I don't know if she's a genius I don't know any of that. And they're like, what? And then I realized, Pabam, I don't, I'm not actually <laughs> attracted to people in the same way that most people think I would be. And I get, I get videos and pictures and stuff all the time. And, and I'm asked to give like critiques on these things. I'm like, hey, for one, I'm like a professional. I get paid for critiquing. Um, so I'm not going to critique this, but it really dawned on me how um, being sapiosexual is very different than the average person who's attracted to, you know, most people have um, pretty standard attractions when it comes to bodies, whether it's they really like soft bodies, round bodies, hard bodies, soft bodies, whatever. I don't really have a body type. And people have asked me before, like, what's your type? And I'm like, I don't have a type why I don't have a type. I don't have a body type. It's like, it could be anybody because it's not about the body. It's about the mind. So, yep. We're going to be talking about what I actually find sexy today. This is all about me and what I find sexy. I'm talking about being a sapiosexual and what that means to me. And if you're sapiosexual too, I would love to hear your feedback about, um, you know, do you have these instances too where people are trying to like get you to agree with certain beauty standards and go, do you find this sexy? And you're like, I don't know, because I don't actually know what that person's thinking. I, the, the characters on TV that I enjoy or get turned on by are all geniuses. Um, for example, like Doctor Who, um, David Tennant playing Doctor Who is incredibly sexy because that character is so 
freaking brilliant. And like the doctor, especially the modern doctor who's the doctors are geniuses. So sexy, <laughs> so sexy that I don't really care what their bodies look like. They're freaking oh, so sexy. Also, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, people are like, oh, you love Benedict Cumberbatch for something. He's actually adorable, but he's an effing genius. And I love his mind. The fact that he can play characters like Sherlock on TV, where he has to memorize like ludicrous amounts of information and deliver it brilliantly. Brilliant. Ah, I love brilliance. I find it like so delicious. So yeah, whenever, if you've ever heard me reference characters, it's not about their physicality. The physicality is like maybe 10th on the list. It's my evaluation of their mental capacities, their kindness level, their humor. And like somewhere down the list is like your body. Like your body is great, but if you don't have all these other things in place, your body could be on a magazine and blah, blah, blah. And you're not that bright. It's like, man, that is like, that could turn my juices off faster than anything. Or, you know, you could look like you could have be super chiseled or something where everybody would be lining up to have sex with you. Um, except me, maybe, unless I found you funny and I found you brilliant and you've like somehow impressed me with your genius impressing me with your genius I find is the one of the sexiest things that's truly what had me fall in love with my husband was the day he put up a wall in like five minutes and it was perfectly straight it was perfectly measured and I was just like damn you're brilliant it was his brilliance that caught me the fact that he also has like a ridiculously high IQ is really sexy too <laughs> so so I think, um, yeah, that's helpful. Like the more brilliant and the more out of the box thinking you are and the more willing you are to look at things from a million perspectives. And then also to be able to follow what's true for you and like back, if you believe in something and you, and you like absolutely follow through on your belief, I find that super sexy. That to me is genius. Oh, she's talking about brilliance has my mouth all getting dry and I'm getting all like this is like this is for me better than porn talking about genius is absolutely better than porn of any kind and I've actually had people send me porn to go oh what do you think of this like scene I'm like meh she doesn't look very bright <laughs> no it sounds terrible I know it sounds terrible when I say it out loud because I'm like who am I to know if she's bright but if I heard the same person speak and I found them really smart uh, or if they were impressive oh like like there are some real geniuses out there and even though they might be a little over the top and insane like Russell Brand is like freaking genius and he's over the top and sometimes like a little insane but I, I love how insane his brain is it doesn't really you know he could shave his head and he could be in a wheelchair as long as he has like his brilliance, I'm so in, you know, even um, Stephen Hawking was like really sexy because he was a genius. <laughs> so, so I laugh at myself because actually I think I, I did find Stephen Hawking attractive because <laughs> he's a genius. And I laugh because I know that other people would go, oh, that's just weird. Like you're just creepy weird. Maybe it's geniuses. I love geniuses. 
Now, the the crazy thing is like geniuses can also fall very close to being like psychopaths because there's a fine line between being like a super genius and being a bit of a psychopath. So for me, yeah, so the question pops into the chat room about what is it about genius that is so sexy for you? So I love anybody who can challenge my mind and can bring new ideas to me. It actually excites me. It lights up parts of my brain that are the same as like the pleasure centers when somebody's being um, having an orgasm. I can have orgasms through thoughts and I have, I've actually brought myself to orgasm through thoughts. So I know that our brains are super freaking potent. And when somebody is, uh, when somebody just brings the brilliance to the table and they get lit up by their information and by their, what they know how to do or what they can deliver. Like you could even be a genius at painting, a brilliant artist. And that is so sexy that you have like a super skill. For me, so much of it has to do with the fact that you are like tapping into your brilliance. You're not being small about it. You're being, and so the difference energetically when I look at bodies that are are brilliant is they shine and they're like electrified and exciting, even though they could be not the shape that people think is, um, you know, typical should be in a magazine shape. Oh, it's the typical body everybody's hot for. You know, it's like on Game of Thrones, like every woman has the same shape body. And I'm like, meh, I, the character that I like is the dragon queen because she's like, a genius you know it doesn't matter her she could have been uh crippled on a horse and have all kinds of you know her hair falling out she's a genius she's a genius so yeah different characters i find that when somebody can step into an energy where they're being brilliant whether it's like a character on tv or human like regular human beings in a regular everyday life when you are absolutely willing to be seen as brilliant and you show up as brilliant and you let your mind explore and be creative your energy is totally different and you will light up you will look like an electrified light bulb to me and when you're not it's just like man and I could tell you that I remember being at like Canada's Wonderland which is like this um you know, playground, <laughs> it's huge. It's like the Disney world of Canada, sort of. And I was at the water park there one day and everybody's walking around and they're all like, you know, trying to show off their muscly bodies and whatever, and trying to like be in the, their fittest bathing suits and whatever, strutting. And most people were strutting around. And, and I was like, whoa, like all this energy is so, meh. it's like, so people were so not alive in their bodies. There was maybe one or two energies that would pop once in a while. And I was like, ah, there's genius. I can sense the genius. I can sense the consciousness. I can sense the aliveness and the awakeness. That's the good stuff. All right. So if you are sapiosexual, and you love minds and intelligence as much as I do, and you would love to add your comments um, in any of the different platforms that allow comments, I would love to hear your comments, see your comments. You can always write to me. If you're sapiosexual and you're feeling shy about talking about it, feel free to write to me about that too. And if you're not sure, and you don't really 
identify as anything. You don't have to identify as anything. You know, my identity could change in a week, but for about the last 10 years, I feel most identified as a sapiosexual. Before that, I thought I was bisexual, but I wasn't quite sure, but it wasn't about the bodies. It was truly about the minds. So we're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today I'm talking all about me, being sapiosexual and all. And like, what is that? And I was just thinking during the commercial about, you know, how it must be weird for somebody to try and attract somebody who's sapiosexual when they don't know what that is or how that works. You know, you could try and impress them with your body or your muscles or all of that jazz, you know, you could like rave on about your penis size and like, yeah, that's cool. But do you know how to use it? Like, do you know um, the parts of your body? Like, do you understand anatomy? Now that's hot. Like if you can, if you can talk anatomy with me while we're doing it, that's hot. I think one of the very first times I had sex with my husband, he started riffing out about different, different, um, statistics and he didn't know like I hadn't really said to him that I'm sapiosexual but he just started like riffing out a bunch of statistics about this and that and I was like oh my god this is the hottest thing I've ever heard you know how some people like to be like oh yeah you're so hard and you're so long and he was like did you know that like 25% of people blah 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 I'm like you are hot you know stats I love you <laughs> so, I laugh at myself 
myself because I'm such a weirdo, but it's great. So I know that it's, it's like, it's gotta be weird though. I would think that for this, the standard of people out there who are trying to attract somebody um, in the regular way. And for people who have maybe tried to like be um, in relationship with me in their life too, is, is that if you're not a genius, I get really bored really fast and it just creates grossness. So, and sometimes you could be a genius and then you could do something that I, I decided was dumb and then it's over. So that happens too. Um, but looking back, I, I know like my first official boyfriend was, it was uh, actually quite a genius. He was brilliant. Um, even like the first, yeah, actually I would say a majority of them, the people that I dated and were absolute brilliant. Like we're talking super high IQ, maybe not the most functional when it came to um, being social, like maybe some level of on the autism spectrum, probably. Um, but autistic people I find to be really brilliant. So. <laughs> So yeah, I think I kind of track that and it's cool. And it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, really, I think I, even um, the sociopath psychopath that I was with for years had a level of brilliance that uh, was kind of impressive. I mean, he was a, a absolutely brilliant lie weaver. Like he could really weave a fantastic lie. So there's like, uh, that's impressive too, but I, I'm just choosing not to be with like lie weavers and psychopaths and sociopaths anymore. So if you are one, don't apply um, or don't even stand in line as my husband says, take a number, um, but don't bother taking a number if you're, you know, a sociopath, psychopath. So, so how do you date a person who's a sapiosexual? Like, what are you going to turn them on with? How are you going to impress them? Well, first of all, finding out what it is about um, genius or intelligence that impresses them could be helpful. So, you know, if they love fun facts, that can be helpful. If you've ever watched Big Bang Theory, uh, Sheldon and uh, or young Sheldon as well, Sheldon has fun facts, <laughs> fun facts about everything. And I love that character. I love genius. So um, even if you... Uh, belittle me with your genius I'm like oh, that's okay you're a genius uh and I don't take it as a personal offense as long as a person is delivering the information in a way that's like confident and they know and they're not like they're not trying to belittle you because a lot of times when we look at these super geniuses there's usually some level of like not really understanding the societal norms or the way to to um function uh, super efficiently with people, right? Not really knowing how to socialize and that's okay. That's fine with me. My husband is like a hermit and he hides. Um, and in the meantime, he's reading things that are like hardly anybody on the planet reads. He's like a freaking super genius, find it awesome. And then, you know, he shares fun facts. <laughs> so, so sexy. So when you start to know what works for you and what turns you on, then you know you can start to get out of some of the ruts of, of like judging how your relationship functions. So 
for me, if I'm getting, for example, turned on by my husband's brilliance, then it's not, you know, it's not about the physicality of sex or intimacy or intercourse. It's like the intimacy of the minds connecting that is like super sexy. So for me, I need to have um, mind melds even would be great. Like if I was a Vulcan and I could do mind melds, that would be so cool. So be able to tap into and experience that in their feelings and, and well, Vulcans are not supposed to feel, but they repress their feelings and they, uh, they don't repress them so much as they know how to maintain and control them. That's a whole other story for another day when I may go on a rant about my absolute love of sci-fi. Uh, I mostly love sci-fi because of the brilliance and the genius characters and the language. Like I love science talk. I find it sexy. It might also be because I grew up in a family with doctors, um, you know, doctors, dentists, a whole bunch of people who were kind of scholarly and um, conversations were usually, you know, we had like people were using language around me when I was little, that was language that most kids didn't get to hear. So I, I knew about body parts in, you know, the Latin, uh, rather than, you know, it's like, instead of going your knee, I would know, it's like, yes, yeah, your patella, like I knew stuff like that pretty young. So I liked having that. And for me, also, one of my greatest fun things when I think when I was growing up was being a genius. Uh, I don't know if I still qualify, but when I was in around grade three, I did a test for my intelligence and I ranked up pretty freaking high. Um, so I was in what was called an enrichment program where kids in, at the time in Ontario, we had this, these programs, uh, well, especially in the Toronto area, we had this program where um, kids in the enrichment program would get together and we got to do things like figure out conundrums and do brain things like brain games and like improve our brain skills and figure out problems and situations like I loved I loved every minute of it um, there were about I think there was about 10 or 15 of us that were like chosen to be part of this group um, and we all gathered at one school which happened to be our school but other kids would be brought in from other schools and for one day a week we got to be in our genius class which was the I freaking loved it I loved being that I loved everything about um for me that gave me the best and most confidence and still to this day to me it doesn't really matter how I look uh for me I like try to improve my brain every day the way that some people will put on makeup or people will go work out for muscles I do the same thing with my brain so to me if you're going you know if you're really into like a certain body type then usually a lot of times those body types are quite attracted to each other so go and get your body like that but for me I like to attract people who have a level of sapiosexual about them as well and are attracted to people who are uh, more brilliant I like to think I attract people who find me brilliant rather than just say yeah I really want to do you I'm like but let me tell you how smart I am <laughs> I need to feel confident in my genius. So I, I find that um, it's helped me a lot in my life feel confident. I love knowing more about everything and anything. Uh, generally, I will try and learn something about something about something every day. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, even if I've 
just learned how to, uh, or maybe I've just learned the ingredients of cement or something. And I'm like, oh, cool. Now I know that I like to learn something so that I can add, add to my, my intelligence. It's like, you know, just like I was saying for other people, it's like getting your makeup done in like an amazing way. And I could do my makeup, but that is nothing for me in the way that like turning on my brain really gets me going so yes I love watching things that are like documentaries and I love what those are like the best and I love watching like all things that have challenged my brain and challenged my thoughts about the future so that's why I love sci-fi and challenge my thoughts about reality also why I love sci-fi um, so all of that is is to me like more pornographic in a way um that for me is more pornographic than any time you could send me a picture of, of uh, two people doing it. And, oh, look at this big penis or look at this wet vagina. Big deal. Show me some brilliance. That is sexy. So if you're like me and you get super turned on by brilliance, I would love to hear what brilliance lights you up. Is it a niche? Like do you have a niche of brilliance? Like you really love people who know botany and you're like you're so turned on by botany i i would love to hear the specifics i think it's awesome is it general for you do you have just are you super turned on by by people who are just brilliant in general for me i think there's a brilliance in general you could be brilliant about anything and i'll find that um highly highly attractive so yeah i have to say all the characters that i like on any of the shows are all geniuses the people that I like in real life bring their brilliance. Um, and when they don't, I kind of get bored, right? So, but if you're bringing your brilliance, even if you're trying, and if you have a sense of humor, ah, those are great too. Sense of humor to me is part of intelligence. To be truly funny, you have to be quite brilliant. Like people who are amazing at puns, I find that ultra sexy too. Like a good pun master, some people think they're good pun masters, but there are some really good pun masters. I have, I have a, a friend who's an avid listener of the show and will send me like pun jokes on Instagram all the time. I freaking love it. Cracks me up. That actually is more sexy to me than like a picture of a penis. So if you really want to make me laugh and turn me on, send me your brilliance. I'd love to see it. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to know what it is. Um, you know, dick pics are great and all but I don't know who's behind it I don't know what you're thinking I don't know what your brain is uh, thinking and I don't know and I'm thinking you might not be that genius if that's all you're sending me with um, no thoughts of brilliance attached to it like I wonder if my penis could transform and travel to another dimension now that would be an interesting post to send me if you're like hey what if my penis was a time machine it could travel from here to there then I would go, no, that's a fascinating dick pic. Other than, you know, when the people just send a dick pic, you are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Send me something good with it. If you're going to send me a dick pic, send me something good with it, all right? All right, good. We're on the same page now. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are talking about, you know, being sapiosexual, because why not? I thought I might as well do a show about me for once. What I like, what I'm interested in. So, so I did. So this is it. So one of the, the things um, that I've come across to is uh, sapiosexuality, just through like looking around. I mean, I could define it for myself, through myself, through my own experience. Um, and a lot of it is, so you, you might even, so we got sapiosexual, we also got sapiophiles. Um, sapiophiles where you're more just like romantically attracted to somebody. So I just want to, some people are just have the romantic attraction, but they're not interested in the physical connection. I'm actually interested in physical connection, sex with geniuses. So I married one. So it's hel it's helpful to marry a person who you are actually attracted to. It's helpful. So when it comes to different things around uh, sapiosexuality, I think one of the things that people often um, one of the things that people often wonder is like, well, if you're attracted to their brains, like, are, are you, do you actually want to have sex with them? And uh, so the answer for that is yes. And why would that be? So if we look at this from a very, I don't know, let's look at it from evolution. So if we look at rudimentary things, like we look at animals procreating for the survival of their species, they're usually looking at characteristic traits or smells or different things that will make and ensure that the, 
the bodies, um, the, the babies will survive. When we look at human instinct too, there's usually the attraction for larger, uh, you know, for larger hipped women. We're going to just go with uh, the women part for now, because I know we have a lot of genders we can look at. We're just going to look at it from a real basic fundamental here. Women with larger hips and larger breasts are generally considered more attractive because there's the illusion that they can actually reproduce children. So it's a psychological thing where you're like, hey, you, you could uh, assist with the creation of humanity. I'm attracted to that. Same idea goes for men who have muscles. They're stronger. They're more protective. They're all this stuff. These are like standards that most people are attracted to. Um, that are very like rooted fundamentally in survival. So for me, um, I think part of the evolution is like being attracted to somebody who's, who's a genius is also part of evolution where you need more brilliant people in order to have survival. And you don't necessarily require people who uh, are just, mm, well, you do, you require all of it. Like you require people who are um, just bronze and no brains. But um, I think, you know, having and being attracted to geniuses is part of evolution of, of being attracted to um, and wanting to create a society that is got more uh, highly intelligent people. I don't know. Now I'm being rude. <laughs> but that's for me. That's just my thoughts on the evolution of it. And it could, it could sound rude, but I do love a good genius. And it could sound rude that I'm like attracted to them because, you know, I think that would actually create a really cool society of geniuses, which also lends to people then um, encouraging and enhancing others' geniuses, which might actually make for a really super productive, enhanced intelligent society. Probably why I love sci-fi and always have since I was a little kid. But fundamentally, most people, that is not the top priority it might be in there somewhere that the person is able to communicate uh, in a way that's intelligent to you so it might be in there but ultimately you might have some real basic attraction like i want this person's body i like this person cool cool that is is just another way of being on the planet with bodies and with sex and um it's taken me a really long time to kind of get more of who i am in terms of what am i attracted to especially if I think for a long time, I thought I must be bi because I'm attracted to this and that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I am pan because I'm attracted to this, that and all. But actually, ultimately, the thing, the thread of commonality is genius. It's always been genius. So um, whenever I look at people, it's not a certain body type. Although, uh, strangely, I do find that there might be some similarities in bodies. Like I do, there are some bodies I like, but also they also have to have the minds. Like they have to be fascinating, interesting. Um, yeah, they have to, be able to pull off a conversation that gets my brain turned on first and then my body's already there. Like my body doesn't take a lot. And I think I've said this many times on this show that sex for me is like 99% energetic and 1% physical. And that energetics comes in with the intelligence, with the connection, with all the other nuances of things. Like I was saying, bodies that light up like light bulbs, where you're just like, wow, there's brilliance there. I can see your brilliance shining. You know, if you've ever watched a super brilliant artist, actually, here's a thought. So 
years ago, I was, um, I was walking through this place in Toronto called Kensington Market, and I stood in awe. It was way before my kid was born, so I'm thinking early 2000s, and I'm walking down, and I saw this like live artists and everybody is walking past this guy and he was balancing these massive rocks on the very tips of the rock and he had such a freaking genius about the balance of them and the placement of them to make them stay there's no glue involved it was just physics i stood there for an hour watching him i was just like and i paid him too because i was like wow you're freaking awesome you're a genius so yeah, it doesn't have to be that you're like, you know, writing a book or getting a Nobel Prize, but that kind of level of genius that that person had to sit there and, and like have the patience and the, uh, the brilliance of rock balancing. I don't know. I found it fascinating. Just about the same way that I find glass blowing really sexy too, because it does take like a level of super creativity um, to do it. And, and brilliant and creativity to me is a type of brilliance and genius as well so um so some people just refer to sapiosexual as intellectual but to me it's about the genius their genius like what what are they like shining in all their creativity and their knowledge and all of it like are they bringing it they're bringing it to the table that's hot yeah the rock balancer hmm, i haven't seen the rock balancer in a while I also like had a, just an absolute love of Jim Henson because he was an absolute genius for what he did uh, with puppetry, what he did with education, what he did uh, in the world, super genius. And, and even when I was little in Canada, we had a show called Mr. Dressup and I was in love with Mr. Dressup because to me, he was a genius. He could draw things and he was like, first time, it would always come out awesome. His art skills were amazing. And uh, I just thought he was like a genius. And I just sat there and I would watch his art. I could watch him all day draw when I was little. I just thought it was the best. So you might notice if you look back in your life and you've been wondering, like, uh, you might think, oh, I'm not really attracted to anybody. It might be that you're not surrounding yourself with geniuses. And maybe you're a little sapiosexual and you need to be surrounded by geniuses whose minds are lit up and excited and you're excited to be around their brilliance and it's so fun to be around brilliant people who are creative people even when they go into slumps and they might be in a slump and they're like down or they're not doing their stuff it's okay they've got their genius inside them and they can bring it back out it's it's not that it's gone forever uh, it's tapping into it and what if you knew that it was like super sexy to be a genius. Would you like challenge yourself every day to learn something new, to bring the best out of you? I think because I find genius is so sexy, that is my challenge to me is to bring that out of myself, to at least attempt to bring my genius out on a regular basis and learn something every day to feel a little bit brighter, a little bit, a little bit more of a contribution, a little bit more interesting. So isn't that fun though? So when I hope that, you know, when you're looking at sapiosexuality, that you can get that it is a little different than, uh, say, regular uh, sexuality. <clears throat> sapiosexuality does fall under the umbrella of asexual. However, for me as a sapiosexual, I actually am turned on 
by intelligence. Like I find it attractive, like my body gets revved up and um, yeah, much more attractive to have sex with a genius than it is to have sex with somebody who isn't a genius or hasn't brought out their genius yet. Because potentially everybody has the potential to be that. It's whether they've been um, exposed to it or not, or been able to know what theirs is. But generally, I think everybody's got a certain level of intelligence or genius about them that they could bring out. Again, that's just neither here nor there. I don't need to be attracted to everybody on the planet. <laughs> but um, definitely there are, uh, it's like the, for me, it's like the level of the more interesting things you have to say or, or teach me, the more fascinated and turned down I am by you. That's, that's key. So just again, a reminder, if you're sending any porn to me or dick pics or anything like that, uh, or vulva pics or breast pics or whatever nude nudies, um, please add something interesting. Like I'm, I'm, I'll look at them, but if you'd really like me to be interested, add something even poetic about it or add a little, um, add a little write up or some pun or other would be fun to make me laugh. Yeah, so just so we can all have fun with it. And if you really like sending me stuff, remember to ask first, that would be great. And um, yeah, please don't expect me to just be turned on by something because it's a standard of beauty that everybody expects is like, oh yeah, that person's hot. I don't, I don't know, I sent a picture and I, I get today that that picture is supposed to be a hot person. But I was like, man, I feel nothing. I don't feel her aliveness. Her eyes look dead. Like there's nothing. So I don't know. I like alive people who are interesting, whose, whose brains are exploring different possibilities and just like so fun. Oh, yeah, just getting myself all worked up here. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Just before going on break or during break, I was just thinking about like, you know, how long have I actually been like 
sapiosexual, probably my whole life, as I was recounting the Mr. Dress-Up story, which was so fun. And, oh, that's really fun. So what's just come up in the chat room um, from my, my friend slash owner of the network slash producer of today is that absolutely, we could have a class on the dialogue with your desires. If anybody's interested in having a little dialogue with your desires, I would be happy to work with that with you. It's, it's fun to have a dialogue as I'm doing right now. I'm having a dialogue with my desires in front of you. So for you voyeurs out there who are also sapiosexual, which I'm definitely a voyeur, a little bit of an exhibitionist too. Um, and then, you know, if I was like watching somebody be genius, like, you know, YouTube's amazing for that. Like watching people do genius things like creating crafts that are insane and like fixing stuff. <laughs> All of that's amazing. So, so I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, so I was thinking about that all like going back, how far back was it that I love brains and I love creativity and I love genius. And it's all the way back. Like I can't think of a time when I wasn't attracted to geniuses or brilliant people that I found brilliant. And Mr. Dressup was really brilliant to me. I just thought he was an absolute gem. He was just genius and I loved him. And then my first um, official crush, because there was a boy who had a crush on me that I didn't know about and, and when I was in nursery school. And then that was my first kiss, but my, and he really planted it. And then my first, and that was cool. And I was confused. And then my first real crush was the boy in class that I would compete with um, intellectually all the time. So if we were given a word and we'd have to find, say we were given Merry Christmas and we had to find five other words in the Merry Christmas, you know, 95, 99% of the class would do their five words. And he and I would like challenge each other right up the wazoo to find like 20 or whatever. And, and we would compete and oh my God, I loved competing with him. It was awesome. He was also in the genius class with me, which was fun uh, for a year or two before he left our school. And then we had this other kid who was absolute genius. His name was Matus. And I think he was like so genius. He was above our level of genius. Like he was some kind of genius that was supposed to go to some like crazy freaking special school. Um, I think he could speak like three or four languages by the time we were in grade five. He was an incredible artist and he learned five new words every day. His thing was learning five new words every day. And I love that. I just didn't have the... Um, discipline that he had so he was a uh, genius at everything and I I like admired him I didn't have a crush on him but I like thoroughly admired him uh, he I couldn't even compete with him he was so genius that I could just admire him so but I did like a good competition a competition of wits is what I've always liked and I've, I've also had competition of wits even with adults uh, my whole life like I always loved a good argument to try and like really bring in the reality to help bring out different perspectives. I've done that uh, literally since I could talk, apparently. Um, I would argue back. That's my dad's favorite memories of me is like me being five and arguing with him about all kinds of things. And now he actually admits I was right. Uh, but at the time he's like, I can't let a five-year-old be right. I'm like, well, you could have, it would have given me confidence, but anyway. It, it did push me in a different direction to fight more, to uh, argue more, to look at new perspectives. So in some way he did contribute to that, which I can appreciate. And 
it's it's also interesting that I've always liked to be able to be a little bit uh, a little bit competitive. However, I like to be competitive when I know I can win. Otherwise, I walk away. I'm funny like that. If I think I'm not even going to win, I usually just surrender. But if I think I can win, I will fight to the death. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I usually I'm pretty good at knowing my uh, my level of standard or intellect. And if I if I think that somebody's like going to be able to argue me in an intelligent way, I will, I will let them say their words. Otherwise I will fight tooth and nail if I find them my equal. So, which I also find sexy, but it's not fighting. It's just a wild and interesting um, exploration of ideas and perspectives. And I do love those kind of conversations. You might find too, as a sapiosexual, conversations are a lot of fun. Reading information or listening to information can be a lot of fun. Um, I generally have about four or five audiobooks at a time um, going at every time. Right now, I've I've got uh, ones on um, the brain, uh, functions of the brain, and how the brain is actually uh, non-gendered. It's interesting. It's a non-binary brain. And then one, I've got another one going that's on like the it's a big book on Nikola Tesla. It's like an 18 hour listen. And then I've got another one on the curiosity of the history of sex, which is a fascinating audio. Uh, and then I just have a really fun one that I'm listening to as well. It's just more of a fun um, little thing. I can't remember the name of it right now, but oh, I love it. And, and so for me, when I like can't grab words or can't think of a word like I just did there with my book, I find it frustrating. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not being a genius. And then it challenges me to find ways to like bring back my memory, enhance my memory, keep my brain going. Um, how much information can I fit? If we're like all operating at only about the average of 10% of our brain capacity, like I am targeting to get to my at least 20 or 50. And it'd be so fun to be a hundred, like that movie Lucy where her brain gets to like the hundred percent capacity, but then she morphs into a computer crazy times fascinating stuff though. So I hope that I have brought you some awareness about me at least. And if you're sapiosexual too, I would love to hear what turns you on because uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun to know more sapiosexuals out there and, and what their thoughts are. And are they, you know, are you a genius too and turned on by geniuses? Because that's sexy to me. And I hope you had a great fun show. Remember to stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.